Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. You're listening to Business in Black with your host, Danita Harris. And welcome to Business in Black. I'm Danita Harris, your host uh, here in the lovely Brooklyn, New York. And uh, joined with us today, as usual, is our co-host, Dr. LaTanya Hughes down in sunny South Florida. Good morning, Dr. Hughes. Good morning. Yes. So we are a weekly podcast where we talk all things starting, growing, and building an empire, honey, your business, everything you needed to know to be successful in business building. And every week we bring you different topics, um, whether it's on sales or marketing or leadership, um, development of personnel. We just... We talk all facets of life. You know, it's interesting. I, I don't think I've ever talked about where this show came from, but I was talking about that earlier this morning. And the show I'll share with you all, the show actually came out of us when I lived in South Florida. Dr. Hughes and I had a weekly date and we would get together and go to coffee or go to get some burgers or go to get some uh, um, Cuban food or, you know, whatever the case, go get some fish, honey, go sit on the beach, go do whatever. Mm-hmm. And we would just sit and talk about business. And we would go to a lot of business events together and we would sit and just kind of dissect and chop it up and share with one another how we could do better business. And uh, at one point we, we also had a business women's group at a local church down in South Florida where we talked to Christian women about building business. We still do that online. Um, And so, you know, we just had a lot of good things going on. And and one day I finally told her, and I think she was probably giving me the face like, well, it's about time. Uh, I finally told her, you know, we should take this thing online because we can maximize who we help through... Um, having this platform of the podcast. And so that's why we're here. And that's what we do every week. Uh, you can tune in. You can find all of our backlogged stories on Blog Talk Radio. And, um, you know, we're here to help. So if you have any questions ever um, of how to build a better business, you can always email myself at dharris. That's D as in dog. H-A-R-R-I-S, Enterprises, with an S-E-N-T-E-R-P-R-I-S-E-S, at gmail.com, or you can email Dr. LaTanya Hughes at... I am info, I-N-F-O, at globalmentorcoach.com. Yeah, and so we're here to help. Um, Dr. Dr. Hughes focuses on global mentoring. I focus on business intelligence coaching. And um, we're just going to put that out there. So uh, take a look at us, the globalmentorcoach.com. Is that right, Dr. Hughes? Yes, ma'am. And mine is businessintelligencecoach.com. And you can just um, check us out. So this topic today, uh, we're going to be talking about guerrilla marketing. But before we talk about guerrilla marketing, I want to talk to you about regular marketing. I think that we should talk about regular marketing before we talk about guerrilla marketing, right? Because a lot of people get sales and marketing thrown together and they don't really understand Mm -hmm. the variance nuances of them. So I'm just going to read straight from the American Marketing Association.org's website, AMA.org's website. And it says that marketing is the activity set of institutions and processes for creating, communicating, delivering, and exchanging offerings that have value for customers, clients, partners, and society at large. Okay? So Mm -hmm. sales 
is something completely different. And I don't even want to get into that, but I just want you to understand that sales and marketing, even though they're commonly spoken in this exact same phrase, just like I said, it's sales and marketing, sales and marketing. They are two separate entities. Yes. And that's very important for you to understand because you have, you can't do one without the other. They are like married at the hip. So marketing is the activity of creating communication, delivering that and exchanging offers that have value for customers. Right. And so oftentimes what happens is as a little business owner, small business owner, we don't have the major marketing money that these major corporations have to compete. So we have to become creative. And in that becoming creative was birthed guerrilla marketing. And so guerrilla marketing um, is about promotion in a big and unconventional way for a lot less money. So a huge impact that's going to cost you free to low fee. Mm-hmm. And even big corporations use this, like it might be a new rollout or a new flavor or something that they just kind of want to test or just to remind people that they're in the marketplace. But right. even big companies can use guerrilla marketing, but guerrilla marketing is really a um, self-employed person, a, a business owner's best friend. Right. Right. So we're going to talk to you a little bit about some of the guerrilla marketing tactics that you can use. Um, and just give you some tips and, and tools that you can take away to get those engines going of how you can promote your business in a big yet unconventional way to maximize the impact of your business in the community. Cause right now a lot of people are getting sucked into the social media marketing. And we've talked about this before on the show it, it, in my opinion, it, it just should not be your main bread and butter on marketing. It's a supplemental tool to use towards your marketing efforts. Um, and so what else are you doing to reach your audience? How else are you getting the word out about your, um, your services or product? These are all the, the, the things that you should be sitting down and brainstorming with someone And if that someone is us and you're listening to the show and this is helping you brainstorm, great. Reading marketing books on it or looking at ads in different ways. These are all tools that will help you understand how to market your product or service. Or even like we said, I think we said in the previous show, look at what your competitors are doing. Absolutely. Or someone in a similar similar business or, or even another business. Um, look at what they're doing. You have to do the research. A lot of it is doing the research. And sometimes we think things cost a lot more than what they really do. Mm-hmm. And you will be surprised how much marketing um, you can do at, with a little budget. There's a lot of free things you can do outside of social media mm-hmm. um, that can really get your brand out there, but mm-hmm. you have to be willing to do the research. Mm-hmm. Um, and that means taking the time, making the time. And if, it, mm-hmm. if it's important to you to grow your business, you will make the time, find it. Correct. Um, because if you have the money to pay for somebody else to do your marketing, then Mm-mm. you would be a small business. And when I say small business, maybe possibly struggling because there are, mil- there are, you know, small businesses who, who gross million millions, you know, a million dollar in sales. Mm-hmm. But we're talking specifically those who don't have those marketing budget um, dollars specifically. Um, Correct. Get creative and think outside of the box. And if you can't do that, Miss Harris and I have done it many a times. What's everybody else doing? Mm-hmm. We were before the show, we were just talking about her website and she was saying, you know what? Attorneys do this, 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 and this. What about this? What do you think about this? Listen, it's... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Think, mm-hmm. just just go out there and search. If you don't know what you want your website to look at, look at some other ones. Mm-hmm. There's no law against that. But you Absolutely. can't get your own creative juices flowing if you're not trying yeah. to stretch and expand your mind to look at certain things, look at different things or mm-hmm. to even look at things differently. 
And I think that the first part is admitting that you need help in that area mm-hmm. and not thinking that, oh, well, it's not important, so never mind, or it is what it is, or, you know, just having kind of a callous attitude around it. Like anybody can market well. Maybe you're not the greatest marketer, but you can market good enough to get people through the door. So there are a lot of different things that you can implement, um, tactics that you can do that are low cost, no cost, um, that will help get the word out. And yes, social media is important, but likes, let me say this very clearly, likes don't equal money until they buy. So I don't care how many people you have following you. I don't care how many people like a post. If that hasn't translated into a dollar bill being deposited into your financial institution, AKA the bank, it don't matter. And so I used to tell people this all the time. Yeah, I know my product tastes amazing when I had my food company, but until somebody buys it and puts their hard earned money behind it to say, A, it has value. B, it has the value that you're asking for because they haven't tried to barter me down off of my price. Then and only then can you really consider yourself successful? You can't consider yourself successful because you have 50,000 people following your Instagram. Right. Like, like that just big, doesn't even make sense. I think a big part of it is it's all well and good to build your audience, but you have to at some point convert. You have to think about the marketing funnel. Mm-hmm. And there's there's building your audience at the beginning. That's great. The wider part of the funnel. But as you start narrowing down, you want to start converting. Correct. It's. I think so many people use social media to build an audience, but they're mm-hmm. not using it to convert. And there mm-hmm. are ways to use it to convert. Now, if you are successful at converting, yes, yeah, I don't stop. That that's great, mm-hmm. but. You've got to move beyond growing your audience to converting your audience to being not only raving fans of your business, um, but they need to be, you know, loyal customers. And right. There is a difference there, um, and you you it's it you've got to get creative. You've got to um, find other ways outside of just doing that because yeah, you're building an audience, but like she said, are those likes being converted into sales? So that's where you've got to make the transition. How creative can I get to convert all of these followers into sales? And, and I just want to put a caveat here. If you've purchased followers, you want to be careful with that because bots don't ever convert into sales. And people know the difference because um, they're looking at the engagement. If you got a million followers, but only 30 people are engaging, they already know. So it's kind of like, mm-hmm. that's a question of integrity towards your business. So you well, want to kind of think about you- that, especially when we just saw Twitter purge a whole lot of bots mm-hmm. off mm-hmm. of um, a lot of representatives, Congress people in the house. Oh, really? Yeah, those their, their accounts went drastically down because they went and purged a lot of that. And those people were freaking out. Well, yeah, you bought all these bots. Oh, wow. To make it seem like you had more followers than what you really did. Wow. And so now it's kind of like, look at your representatives a lot more, a lot carefully, because if they're doing that, what else are they doing? And so it's just a, a matter of questionable tactics. And you want, I mean, people are, 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 let me tell you something, people are demanding integrity, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. are demanding truth in advertising. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that's the same thing, kind of the same principle. So just a little something there. I didn't mean to get off time. Oh, no, that's interesting information. Just a little something there when it comes to using social media and followers. You, mm-hmm. you want to make sure your followers are genuine. And, well, and, and the interesting thing, I think, for me right now in analyzing all the Twitter information is that I'm finding a lot of bots following me. It's it's very strange. And it's like, uh, okay, random let me help you promote your business, you know, Instagram followers that just started following me like out of the blue. And so, um, but that's interesting to know that these Congress people, so I'm interested to see what the president's number would really look like. Oh yeah. They're following them. Trust me. They're, I mean, Twitter is purging and it's really interesting. So it'll keep, 
Uh, it, I, I suspect uh, it'll keep going. Um, mm-hmm. it'll keep going until they clear it out. A, a lot of this is, is stemmed from, you know, Russia and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But they've mm-hmm. gone through and just trying to clean up their platform. They finally turned a profit. Um, right. That was think that since they finally turned a profit, they're like, okay, now we really want not not that they weren't serious before, right? But here's the thing about Twitter: they're managing, they're working their business, and so now that we turned a profit, we really want to make sure it's a platform that's legitimate and credible for people to have open conversation without mm-hmm. interference, without bullying without all this other kind of stuff. So they're really going through and cleaning up their platform. Well, see, and that's so interesting because and that, that could almost lend servers too. The, the, that could almost lend the conversation of, well, were you not, that's like the, the people coming out saying, well, now we're using 100% white meat. Okay, well, then were you not before? Exactly. So, hey, Twitter, were you not before? Was it just kind of a free fall before? And so we've said this before in conversations of companies that were pulling away from social media because they weren't seeing truth in the money they were spending for an exchange of what they were promised versus about advertised, paid advertisement, right? Mm -hmm. So when you pay for advertisements, you want to be able to see return in that payment. Well, remember, there's a cycle. It's not a one and done. So you can't just say, oh, okay, I placed an ad in this magazine. Let me see 20,000 new sales come through. No, that could be the person's first time in seeing your advertising, right? Mm -hmm. So if it's their first time, they still have six more touch points at least before they make a purchase decision of their own, usually. That's the seven-step cycle. Usually it takes seven touch points before somebody makes a, um, a decision to purchase your product. And so you don't know where they are in that cycle. Right. So, you know. You've got to know that. I mean, I think we talked about Yelp in, uh, in a previous show before we talked about that. Um, yes, and we we have talked about it, but we're going to take a quick break. I know this is getting high, heated and good, so put a pin on that one on Yelp. We're going to come right back, and I promise you all, we're going to get to some guerrilla marketing tactics that you're going to be able to use um, for your business. You're listening to Business in Black, and we'll be right back. You're listening to Business in Black with your host, Danita Harris. And we are back with Business in Black, um, your weekly podcast where we talk all things starting, growing, and building a successful business. And today we're talking about guerrilla marketing. Um, We're in a bit of a heated conversation, uh, (laughs) not because we're arguing, but because we're passionate about what we do. And Dr. Hughes, I want to let you finish your thought on um, Yelp. And we're talking in... in in terms of Twitter and hashtags and the redefinition of what authenticity in marketing really is going through right now. So go ahead and finish your thought out. Yeah. What I was going to say is, you know, when you were talking about, um, you know, the seven steps Mm -hmm. before people make a decision, we live in an age now where, you know, the the internet is part of that seven steps and Yelp is a huge, I mean, people use Yelp like it's the Holy Grail sometimes. Mm -hmm. And um, there are others out there, of course, that, you know, kind of you have feedback on, you know, people look at Google and look at your Google rating. They, they use all of these things to make a decision about whether they want to support your business. So mm-hmm. I just want you to be cognizant as a business owner, you need to be responding to um, a lot of those um, comments and things that happen, whether it's on, face- on Facebook, whether it's on Yelp, whether it's on your Google rating, whatever it is. That's why a lot of companies have social media managers. Now, I'm not saying as a small business you have that, but you should, you're small enough to where you should be able to have one day where you're doing administrative work. You know, you should Correct. be... Feet on the street, probably Monday through Thursday. Friday mm-hmm. needs to be mm-hmm. your admin day where you're mm-hmm. looking at and you're responding to mm-hmm. everything that's out there about your business. Because even if it's negative, you respond to it. Your response to it says to your customers and potential customers that they at least care enough to mm-hmm. acknowledge this and mm-hmm. that they want to learn from mm-hmm. their customers about their business mm-hmm. and go. Yes. I'm telling you, 
don't look at negative feedback online as a as a means to that your business is going to die. Not addressing it is a problem. Correct. But when you address it, it's an opportunity. And I would say when you address it, make sure you find a way to reach out. Say, can you inbox us your contact information? We would like to talk you. Yes. I'm telling you just seeing that makes a huge difference because what that says to somebody else is that they're at least making an effort to communicate. It doesn't matter if they if people know what was talked about. Right. And sometimes people just want to be heard. Sometimes people and the policies are the policies. They just want to be allowed to vent their frustration um, and, and not with an expectation of anything happening other than you listening to their frustration. Right. Mm -hmm. Well, so, you know, um, social media is a great tool. Please don't misunderstand what we're saying. Social media is a great tool. I'm going to say it again. Social media is a great tool, but use it for what it's worth. And that has been more of an accessory because we have so many. It's kind of like. It's kind of like Bitcoin, right? Where it's so volatile because it's so new. Traditional marketing has been tried and true forever and ever. Amen. We know word of mouth marketing works. We know um, the return rates on direct mail. We know the return rates on dimensional mail. We know the return rates on newspaper ads, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Because these entities have been around for hundreds of years for a long time. As opposed to social media, which is, remember people, things are new. Things are new. The internet is new. We didn't grow up with in a, a, an iPad out of the womb. You better not say my that. my generation, <laughs> not Dr. Hughes's generation. We did not grow up with um, um, the computer. I, I think I was in the third grade, right, Dr. Hughes? About the third grade is when computers really started coming in the homes. My dad was in the industry, so we had one. Yeah, and well, and being out there on the West Coast, it probably didn't even hit the East Coast until way even later. Because everything started in Silicon Valley and Cupertino right. and all of that. So yeah, that the so, test markets. It didn't really didn't expand out this way. I'm telling you, to see a computer in a school, let alone a, have a computer room. Mm-hmm. That you know, and and when they first came out, they were so expensive. The average family. Mm-hmm. Couldn't Correct. afford it because the computer, when it came out, was not for personal use. It was for business. Yeah, whole rooms, the whole room would take up for the processing servers and, and stuff. And we mm-hmm. go back and look at hidden figures when they mm-hmm. first came out with the IBM. It took a human mm-hmm. to have to program it to tell it what to do. Mm-hmm. It, I mean, they've come a, whole, a long way. So, what does that say? There's no substitute for human interaction. There isn't. And, and what it really and is saying is it's such a new entity of social media. So remember, okay, so let's get back to remembering what the point is. We're all selling something, whether you want to believe it or not. You're selling yeah. yourself. You're selling your product. You're selling your service. You're selling your business. You're selling your image. You're, you know, you're sell, sell, sell. And so... In that, they have just developed a way to sell online. So it's not, it's it's mutually beneficial. You're paying them. So they're selling you the ability to sell online, right? Or to market online. So it's a mutual benefit, but they benefit monetarily and they sell you on the potential of you benefiting monetarily. Please keep in mind that it is the potential of you benefiting from advertising online. It is not guaranteed, just like it's not guaranteed when you go put an ad in a newspaper or a magazine. Right. Please do not get wrapped up in the so-called social media marketing gurus who ain't never sold nothing a day in their life, but they are more capitalizing on the fact that you have a pain point and you don't understand how to market well. And so they come along with their dog and pony show. That's nothing different. You know what that is, Dr. Hughes? That's nothing different than the, 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 the medicine man with the tonics that used to come from city to city to heal you. Right. Right. We're, we're just seeing a re, you have to rethink about these things that we're seeing. This is nothing new under the sun. Right. These things are have happened in years past. That's just like food trucks ain't new. They had chuck wagons back in the day. Okay. So 
online advertising is and now think about the online advertising that's stalking you to the next mm-hmm. site. You say, oh, okay, those are a cute pair of shoes. And now all of a sudden you see that cute pair of shoes on every other website you visit. That's no different than the guy running down the back alley talking about, hey man, you want to buy a watch, right? Uh-huh. So we just learn how to do what we were doing in person online. Right. I want you to understand that because that is so important. We're doing what we were doing in person online. And that goes for the, the shadowing effect of businesses. That goes for these, these quote unquote gurus of marketing that ain't never sold marketing a day in their life. They're selling you placebo pills and you don't even know it. They're selling you sugar water and you don't even know it because you're thirsty for information. But like we just said before we started recording the show this morning, let me tell you, it is 2018 and Google is real. (laughs) Google is a force to be reckoned with in terms of researching. And if you are too busy, I dare to say, in an ownership of business to do the research about your industry, about how to market, about how to do sales better, about how to find training, you could YouTube it up all day long for free. And if you're too lazy to do the work, maybe you just need to go work for somebody. Mm-hmm. Because it takes a holistic effort to build a brand, to build a business, and to sustain it. And not everybody is cut out for that work. Let's just be very honest. Not everybody is cut out for the work of a work of an entrepreneur because you will spend 20 hours a day working for yourself and get paid half of what you would get paid working for somebody else. But it's something about us crazy entrepreneurs where we would much rather do that than to have to deal with the other end of it because God just created certain people to be entrepreneurs. And if you're not, that's fine because not everybody can be the same thing. But just understand that social media is a tool to be leveraged for the exposure of your business, which we know is marketing. Marketing is about exposure of business. Right. So now that I've done my 15 second minute (laughs) on my my soapbox, I just get so passionate about that, Dr. Hughes, because people have come to me in years past wanting me to do work that only they can do. You can't hire certain people. Like, listen, listen, listen. You cannot hire people to write the information for your nonprofit grant for you because they don't know what you do. Right. So even when you hire somebody who quote unquote has the knowledge to pull all the pieces together and you didn't pay them an extra thousand dollars to really do what? Come back and ask you a whole lot of questions that you're going to have to answer for the state anyway, for the government anyway. Right. So I I want you to stop being sold on so many things. And that's not to say that mentorship isn't real. Coaching isn't real, that you don't need um, advisors in your life and that you shouldn't pay for those things because you should. But certain things what you have to do when you are cash poor and time rich. Right. And that's most entrepreneurs starting out. Well, you have to, you know, like she said, do your due diligence, even in, 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 um, doing your marketing is all about due diligence. You have to do due diligence because like she said, hustle man is no longer just on the street. Hustle man is online and hustle man might be in Germany or Russia or Australia somewhere. And you'll never track your money now. You, I mean, hustle man is everywhere and even more so. So you, it doesn't take anything. And in these quote, and in the coaching, I can truly say this in the coaching and consulting field, it's not regulated by the U S government. It's, it's an industry that's not regulated. So anybody can slap a, come up with a, business card and a Facebook page and a website and, and make it look like, mm-hmm. and, and, and can, can sell the mess up. That's, I mean, the Bernie Madoffs exist online and they're hiding these flip cash people. If they could do that, they wouldn't be sitting here waiting on tax returns. Yes. So you just want to do your due diligence. I'm telling you, they're, they're not doing anything that you can't teach yourself to do in a matter of just making the time again 
to learn, do the research and teach yourself. Mm-hmm. Because again, like Ms. Harris said, if you're not willing to do that, you probably should not be in business. You probably, I, I went to an event yesterday listening to a man who was a millionaire, multimillionaire. And he said out of his mouth, and, and, I, and I quote, this ain't for everybody. Like he had to really mm-hmm. get raw mm-hmm. with it. Talking to a room full of uh, uh, entrepreneurs, people who are interested in starting a business. And he's saying, if you're not willing to put in the work, not willing to, to, to get it, he said, this, he said, let me tell you something. This ain't for everybody. He said, I'm not just talking about my industry and the business that I do. He said, I'm talking about being an entrepreneur. This ain't for everybody. He mm-hmm. said, I cannot tell you that this isn't for everybody. He said, no, I need to get real with you and tell you this ain't for everybody. Because it's work. It's, it's dog eat dog. You got to chase your money. You can't be afraid to ask people to yep. pay you money. You can't yep. be afraid to like hit it, split it, and quit. Like you have to be able to kind of be, he said, and if that's not your personality, it's okay to work for somebody forever. Mm-hmm. That is, he said that's perfectly okay. He said because it's a risk, and he said it's, he says to me it's very it's well worth the risk. The reward is worth. It. He says, but it ain't for everybody, and you Correct. have to know your personality to know whether it's for you. And mm-hmm. and what Miss Harrison and I are telling you is, if you are faint, if you don't mm-hmm. even want to put in the work to just do the research mm-hmm. to get your business off the ground in the right way, mm-hmm. and. To, be credible in your business this is probably not for you and it's okay mm-hmm. well before we get into some secrets that we're going to divulge you in um i definitely want to point out some powerful weapons that you have um there's four of them that you have dr hughes and the first one is guess who you why oh you because doesn't uh, well let me stop trying to say this properly and just go ahead and put it in real talk ain't nobody more important than you because you're the one with the vision you're the one that god gave whatever idea to so again back to what we were just hitting on which is you can't hire certain people out to do certain things because it comes back to you Dr. Hughes cannot tell me, she can only, I can only tell her what my vision is and she can only say, well, yeah, no, that makes sense or no, I don't see how that connects together. And and you use people as a test market to help you fine tooth it. But ultimately I can't say, oh, well, Dr. Hughes, I want to start a business. What do you think I should do? Because if, if you don't like selling makeup or if you don't like selling pots and pans, or if you don't like selling cable, Wi-Fi, whatever, then you're not going to have you. Ha- it's something that you have to be passionate about to put the kind of work we're talking about into. Let me tell you what the man said yesterday. He said, <laughs> he said, if you can't articulate your widget, come on now, or your service, mm-hmm. you probably don't need to be in business at all. So at the end of the day, you are the best form of advertising and marketing your, you, you, your business, your brand will ever have. If you can't articulate it, you can't, if you can't articulate it for yourself, you won't be able to articulate it to someone else that you want to hire to do it for you because Correct. it has to come from you. It has like to. She's, she can only tell me certain things about the vision. Mm-hmm. Which, where she's going with it. But at mm-hmm. the end of the day, she can't put words to it. Now she may say, okay, I'm looking for a better word to say this. Right. What do you think? That's different than I need somebody else to do the work for me. I can't communicate that. You can't, mm-hmm. somebody else is not, can't jump inside your head, pull it out and do the work for you. Right. You've got to be able to create, I don't care if maybe even if you sketch it and draw it, mm-hmm. you still need to be able to pull it out so that somebody can put life to it. Yes. So it's still, at the end of the day, it starts with you. And on that, we're going to take a little break. And you're listening to Business in Black, and we'll be right back. You're listening to Business in Black with your host, Danita Harris. And we're right back, as promised, with Business in Black, your weekly podcast of everything starting, growing, and building a successful business. And today, we're talking about guerrilla marketing. And let me tell you, this is a hot one for us because we, if you can't tell, we are passionate about this topic. We are passionate about this one, Dr. Hughes. Um, And we started talking about the most powerful weapons that you have to do this marketing that we're talking about. And the first one is you. The next one is your network. So who do you know? 
right? So we should call on family and friends and colleagues and former co-workers and church members and their friends. And so you, you have a, a ripple effect, if you will, right. an extension of yourself. And, and you shouldn't be afraid as an entrepreneur to ask for help. I called friends the other day and said, listen, this is my new topic. This is, I'm back speaking on, on, on the speaking cycle now. This is my topic. Who do you know? Who can, and, and, and oftentimes my friends already know because I have great friends. Let me just put that out there. And, and they know who I'm talking about. I have great friends that the first question they asked me was, how can I help? Right. That's how my friends are. They're like, hey, no problem. How can I help? And I, I have to be like Dr. Dr. Hughes just said, you have to articulate your widget. I have to be able to articulate and say, when Dr. Hughes asked me, how can I help? Cool, Dr. Hughes, I'm going to send you a package with 50 widgets in it. What I need you to do is I need at your next business networking event that you go to down there, I need you to go pass my 50 widgets out for me in this other market for me because I can't come down there and do it right now. But if I just sit back and Dr. Hughes says, oh, 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 oh well, I don't, I don't know how you can help me. I, I'm not prepared. Listen, I, I can't remember if it's is it George Clayson or Napoleon Hill that said opportunity waits for no man. I can't remember which one it is and which book I read it in. But the the truth is the truth. Opportunity waits for no man. So you have to be ready when people say, "How can I help you?" You have a response, right? And then if they say, "Oh, well, nah, I can't do that." Right. Like the other day, Dr. Hughes, I had the opportunity to potentially go out of town. First thing I did, I got on all my text messages of people who I thought knew somebody that had a buddy pass for me to be able to use. I ended up not needing it, but that's the first I knew what I needed. And so I started asking. So we have to come out of this. I don't need no help because that's what your network is there for. Right. Here's the flip side of that. Once you find out what, what if you find out your network sucks? Mm-hmm. Get a new one. Guess what? Mm-hmm. Get out there and get a new one. Start That's connecting right. with people and go outside your county. Mm-hmm. Let me say that again. Go outside your county. Mm-hmm. Yesterday, the man said he would get up every day and he would drive. He said one day, he said twice a week he was in Orlando and twice a week he was in Miami. He mm. would start at the farthest and stop at every single exit. Mm-hmm. From Orlando to Miami, he would stop at every single exit until he got back to his home. Until he got back home, he said, "I didn't know what I was looking for." And he said, "But I stopped at every exit." He said, "I always went to municipalities. I always went to this. I always went to that." And he had the gift of gab. He used that mm. to figure out what kind of business he was going to do. Mm-hmm. So he started from this business, and then people started asking him, "Well, do you know how to do this?" And he was saying, "No." He said. And he finally realized, fool, you better figure out how to do this stuff because mm-hmm. people are asking mm-hmm. you. That's mm-hmm. guaranteed customers right there because mm-hmm. they're coming to you. But if you find out that your network is bad, you have to be willing to go out and expand and grow your network, find new people. And, you know, people say all the time, fish from a different pool of people. How do you do that? You just got to go. Got to get you out. You just have to go and step out there and, and get outside your comfort zone. hmm Get outside your comfort zone. And if necessary, get you a buddy to network with. It's okay yeah. to have that, but necessary, make sure you pick the right buddy. Listen, listen. The other thing I want to say that Ms. Harris said was very key is when you articulate, when people ask you, what can I do for you? If you're not even sure, say, listen, at this point, mm-hmm. I don't know what direction I want to go in. See, it's how you say it. It's, mm-hmm. if, you have to say, mm-hmm. if you don't know, just say, don't say, I don't know. Say, at this point, I'm not sure what direction I want to go in. Here's what I'm thinking about. And throw out all the ideas you're thinking about, and maybe they'll help you gain some clarity. Correct. I need the one to help me gain some clarity because I have all of these different ideas bustling. Yeah. And they may say, you know what? I think the best op- thing for you right now is to get a mentor. Mm-hmm. You need a business coach because mm-hmm. they'll help you hash through that. Here's a resource for you. You see what I'm saying? And guess what? That resource will lead to a bigger network and a bigger something. There but that's for somebody who one, two people, or maybe be the same person, have poor network, or you don't really know what your response is. I just gave you a response. Right. And so you might be asking yourself, why in the world are we talking about powerful weapons? Well, if you didn't understand what guerrilla marketing is, guerrilla marketing is like guerrilla warfare. 
mm-hmm. like it, it's the same logic behind marketing, right? Of you have to get out and do different tactics and use different weapons of mass destruction to annihilate the market with your product and your service. So we're talking about most powerful weapons of how to get your product or service in front of people. So number one is you. Number two is your network. Number three, believe it or not, I'm really sorry to say this to a lot of people who have been putting it off for years. You got to write a book. You got to write a book or build a blog to talk about your service, period. And we've had shows on how to write books and all of that. So we're not going to get too deep into this. But the minute you put stuff on paper and or blog form and or podcast, people start respecting you on a different level. And with that, if Dr. Hughes don't have anything to contribute to that one, we're going to move right on to number four, which is word of mouth. Word of mouth is one of your most powerful weapons. And that, you notice the common denominator in all these things was Y-O-U. Right. All these things. You was number one. Networking that you know is number two. Book about what you do or sell is number three. And now word of mouth that you go. So not only do you go and you talk about your product, but now I can articulate to Dr. Hughes when she asked me, how can I help? Hey, Dr. Hughes. Can you tell a couple of friends about my business? Right. And, 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 and one of the tactics that a lot of people are using these days is, oh, well, you know, they kind of discredit you. I don't know if I like that move where have you ever had somebody say, oh, well, you know, if you know somebody, they don't say, well, do you use this product first and then say yes or no. They'll come to you at the angle of, oh, well, if you know somebody who uses this product, would you mind passing it along? And, it's, and, and to me, it's a passive aggressive way of doing sales. Right. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. You've heard mm-hmm. of that tactic? Oh, do you, you know, if you know anybody, you can just hand. No, I want you to have it too if you use it. And if you don't, why would I want to put that burden on you? Because listen, the person who uses nail polishes, are the people who need to be telling other people about my nail polishes, mm-hmm. not people who don't use them at all. What, I mean, that just doesn't make sense. People who drink beer should be the ones talking about b- new beers that are out, not people who don't drink beer at all. Mm-hmm. So I want you to really rethink some of these tactics that we're using in sales and marketing so that you understand what it is, what the objective is that you're really trying to, to derive from this. I think sometimes they're trying to do reverse logic. And I it's think not so working. too. The other thing is what that says to me is you're not confident in your product and your brand. Yes, yes. So then why do I need to support it? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. If, if it's that good, be direct. I mean, direct. hit it and quit it. Just go with it. Like, I know mm-hmm. I have great jewelry. Mm-hmm. I went yesterday and I wasn't even pl- plugging it, but I just, I, they went around the room and mm-hmm. we said, you know, who we were. I did my spiel about my coaching and mentoring mm-hmm. and I did my spiel about my jewelry. At the end, the wife of the speaker said, you made that necklace. I said, yes, ma'am. She says, it is gorgeous. Mm-hmm. I could tell the moment you said, that's what you did. I knew everything you wore is mm-hmm. what you made. Mm-hmm. It, Gorgeous. Listen, your stuff will speak for you, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. it's how you, you have to confidently. And that's another thing that he said. You have to be able to confidently speak about your stuff. Right. And again, I, th- I think that approach, the, that reverse psychology, that doesn't always work. Be di- it's OK to be direct. Mm-hmm. About your, mm-hmm. Sometimes direct being direct is better because you're getting a better response because now folks are like, ooh, because people are buying confidence. They're buying your confidence in your product. And if you're yep. not confident in your product or in your service or even in your delivery, then guess what? Yes. Because people aren't buying your product or service. They're buying you. You. Yep. Didn't we just talk about you, 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 and you? And Dr. Hughes has eloquently, without knowing it, slid us right on into our next topic of um, important marketing secrets. And one of them is confidence. You have to make potential people, purchasers, users of your brand, fans, mavens, confident in you. When I was out getting money from investors from my previous business, 
folks wouldn't even look at the business perspective, Dr. Hughes. They looked at me and they said, I don't invest in paper. I, I'm investing in you because I know your personality. I know the type of person that you are. I know you're going to go out and get it. So I'm confident enough in you to cut this check. It don't matter what that piece of paper says. And that's how you want people to treat you. You want people to be confident in you. And part of how they're confident in you, which is another secret, is your consistency. What does your work look like online? Are you consistent? Are you consistently posting? Are you sporadically posting? Are you consistently sending your message out there? Are you consistently looking at ways to reform your message? But before we even get to confidence and consistency, let's start at the top with the first C, commitment. Hmm. That's the biggest secret that there is out there. What is your level of commitment to your marketing program? Question mark, question mark, question mark. And then I'm going to be bold enough to follow it up by saying talent is not enough. You can't do what you need to do off of pure talent. That widget just is not going to be like sitting there and somebody's going to be like, I feel a widget is in the area that I really need to have. That's not going to happen. So your talent isn't enough. You have to make a commitment to do what we said do earlier, the work. It's a four-letter word. People don't like it but it's what will make or break your business from thriving and surviving. Right. From, thri- from surviving to thriving. You don't want to just survive in business. You want to have a thriving business. So what is your commitment level to your marketing program? So, oh, wait, come back now. What does that even mean? Do you have a marketing plan? Hmm. Do you know who your target and sub-market and tertiary markets are? Do you know where you want to have your product and or service sold to whom? Do, what, what are all of these parameters? So if square root one, you need to go figure out a marketing plan. Mm-hmm. Marketing plan, in my opinion, is far greater than a business plan because the marketing plan is the action portion. And it entails all of what the business plan talks about anyway. So just do yourself a favor, cut out the 60-page document and do a good three, four-page marketing plan. So consistency, confidence, commitment, all three C's of secrets that you need to have in your arsenal to be a good guerrilla marketer. Um, I think one of the things is people, first of all, need to understand that being an entrepreneur is a commitment period. You have to be committed um, to the whole process. And I think the reason why some people aren't confident is because once they get into it, they realize it's more than just being creative. It's more than the creative process. The creative process is a small part of the bigger pie. Yes. And um, they get inundated and overwhelmed. And now they kind of, I want to encourage everybody before you decide that you want to be an entrepreneur, even if you're on the side, just doing that on the side as a supplement to your current job, you need to talk to some entrepreneurs and you need to really, this again is part of the research mm-hmm. and just this, and, and see what a day in the life is like, see what an experience is like, what are the ups and downs and really ask those questions before you get into it, because the last thing you want is for people to not take you seriously. Especially when you really decide you want to be taken seriously, because now that's an uphill battle. Because being an entrepreneur is already an uphill battle. You don't want to make it even more um, of a task when you finally decide that I want to get serious as if you weren't serious before, because people can tell. People can always tell. So I just wanted to put that plug in about commitment. You have to be committed through it all the whole process and that means sacrifice that means you may not be able to hang out and go out and party and have fun with your friends because you got to work your business that means committed to i'm going to work when i come home from work i'm gonna take care of my family and then guess what i'm gonna work my business after hours because i gotta Correct. do what i gotta do that means i'm sacrificing sleep i'm personally that you have to understand it and i'm you have to be committed to the whole process and understand mm-hmm. what that means and i think that's part of why we see so many small businesses fail Um, Because, you know, they don't even know what they're committing to. Yes. 
Well, it's a lot. And with that, we're going to take a quick break and we're going to come back and give you a couple more secrets to round out this show in hopes that you can build a better business through guerrilla marketing. You're listening to Business in Black and we'll be right back. You're listening to Business in Black with your host, Danita Harris. Alrighty, and we're back and you're listening to Business in Black and uh, we're wrapping up today's very good show. And that's not a pat on the back to ourselves. It's just something that we're passionate about and we really hope the information is helping you to look at business a little differently and authentically so that you can grow. And today we've been talking about um, guerrilla marketing and it might be a new term to you, um, but now we're, we hope that you are understanding and dissecting it and, and read a little bit more about it. There's some books on guerrilla marketing that can help you a lot if you go to your online uh, marketplace or your, your bookstore locally and find that. But um, we've been giving away some secrets of um, guerrilla marketing. And, you know, before we got into that, we talked about the powerful weapons that you you would use in guerrilla marketing, because this is about warfare of getting your product or service seen amongst all the other products and services in the world. Mm -hmm. We are in a global marketplace. That's why you need a global mentor coach like Dr. Hughes. Go check her out, globalmentorcoach.com. Or you need to run your business smarter, not harder, which is what I talk about. I'm businessintelligencecoach.com. And we've just been wrapping up a couple of um, a couple of secrets that we wanted to share with you about how to be a better guerrilla marketer. Um, we talked about confidence and commitment and consistency, but also Dr. Hughes really started leaning into the patience portion of commitment. Like you have to be patient with the process. You can't get, oh, well, I tried it. It didn't work. Amen to that. You, you, I mean, it's a lot. Think about if Thomas Edison had stopped and got impatient. Mm-hmm. Ford, any of the, the first Morgan. people, mm-hmm. right? Think about if they had stopped where we would be. And what we would not have as a result of their failure to follow through and and fight past the ridicule. And think about Walt Disney. Think about Hershey, Milton Hershey. You heard that story. That's a huge one. I saw some of that one the other day. Mm-hmm. Pushing past what the family was saying and 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 overcoming shipping difficulties back in the day when there were no preservatives in chocolate and the rotting of the chocolate and all that stuff. Listen, you have to be patient with the process to perfect right. your craft, your service, your product to get it right. Because when you do and you know how to market it well, you will sell it well. Right. Uh, also, you have to look at... Um, your, your, this whole process of marketing as an investment. Right. Dr. Hughes and I were just saying, oh, well, you know, you can't look at it like, oh my gosh, all this money I didn't spend. Guess what? That's a tax write-off. You better get somebody that knows how to do your taxes well. Right. Save your receipts. Even if you can't afford an automated service right now, do all of your receipts yourself and, and, and learn that it's an investment in the biggest weapon you have, which is you. Right. So um, a couple of other secrets would be um, basing your promotion on the belief that real pop profits come from real sales. Mm-hmm. You have to base your promotion on the belief that real profits come subsequent to the sale. Basically, the reality is that 68% of lost businesses is lost because of apathy of after the sale. And I wanted to hit on this. I made a note on this earlier when we were talking about the seven steps, you know, seven touch points to sales. Right. Like you can't give up once you've gotten the sale. What's after that? So think now, now I just threw you a curveball because we've been talking about the four part of marketing, getting the sales. Now I'm talking about the after part of marketing. You got the sale. Now what? Did you send a customer survey? Have you sent them new coupons? Have you touched back and said, hey, how you doing? We miss you. Thank you for your sale. Like follow up, follow up. Follow, follow up. up. Exactly. You, you want to think about how marketing is a never ending process. 
Here, here's the easy part that we don't get. Just because we're business, we're we're business owners, doesn't mean we're not customers. At some point, we're a customer of somebody else. Take that knowledge, that experience that you've had as a customer, and use that in your own business. How do you want to be treated? How do you not want to be treated? And use that to your advantage. I think about that all the time. Like, okay, what's my shopping experience in store? Right. So when I come and I get my product, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm asked, can I help you with anything? You know, so if you have a, if you have a store module, it's a little different than an online module, but you can use them in parallel to kind of focus on how to frame it. So, you know, what don't you like about your in-store experiences? What do you like about in-store experiences? Right. You be going to high and low shops. Because imagine if you're bringing Bergdorf Goodman, Bloomingdale's, Neiman Marcus level of service to someplace like a Walmart. Imagine that, right? Mm-hmm. And so you should, you should be experiencing highs and lows so that you know how. What I, one thing I love about Chick-fil-A, my pleasure. Mm-hmm. They don't say what everybody else says. They don't say, oh, you're welcome. Their response is my pleasure. That makes them mm-hmm. memorable to me. That's marketing, people. That's right. The fact that they chose to say my pleasure when you say thank you after they've given you your order is memorable and that is marketing. And that's what you have to understand. So what are your, your variances between how you shop online and how you, you know, so I made a sale with, with, with XYZ clothier online. Do I really need 15 more emails from them a week or is one okay? People don't want to be overly inundated with emails. And I think we've gotten email happy, like where we feel like every 30 seconds we need an email, which is ridiculous. But anyway, I digress from that. But um, put in a mail. No, I think you're right. I think you're right, though. It's, it, it, there comes a point in time, time, and I'm, listen, y'all, I'm big on manners. And to me, um, yeah. manners matter. That's all I can say. And, and, I, and I will say this, when you go overboard with the emails, it's, it, sometimes it borders on harassment and it tells your customers mm-hmm. that I don't have a respect for you and your, and your life and what's going on. And you, you have to have a healthy balance between all of your marketing efforts. Uh-huh. If they're already following you online and they're seeing it on all your social media, and they're seeing it in their media. It's too much sometimes. And so you have to scale it back and have that healthy balance. Just like health, you have to have a healthy work-life balance. You have to have a healthy marketing um, plan, you know, healthy marketing balance. Otherwise, right. you're, going to, you're going to really repel your customer. You're going to turn them off. Listen, and, so and that is happening. It. Sometimes it's too much. It's just like door knock. It's like, stop knocking on my door. Like, stop coming to my door. Like, leave me alone. And you've got to... You got to, you got to think about that. You know what I mean? Don't harass and bully your customer. Have respect for them. You know, it's okay yes. to send an email maybe two or three times a week, but not two, three, four times a day. A you day. Don't send oh. when you do social media posting. Right. Not well, and, that, and that's the level of involvement you have with your customers, which is another secret. How exactly. high engaged are you with them? And so understand people are busy and I don't want to scroll through Emails that you don't, you sent me the same coupon yesterday. I didn't forget about it. Amen. I have a search feature on my phone. I can search for, for XYZ retailer if I need that coupon. And I understand you're trying to make sure they know about your sale or make sure they know about whatever, but just, just be cognitive of the time that you're um, inundating them with um, your level of involvement. Because right. it might not be the most appropriate for them. I think sometimes we think about us, 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 we need them to see us and we're forgetting the with them, the what's in it for me, right? Which would be the me would be the consumer. So what's Mm -hmm. in it for them? You know, it's money for you, but what's in it from them? Is it a pleasurable experience? Um, So that's, Something to, to consider um, along with um, putting some amazement. Another secret is putting some amazement in your marketing. Dr. Hughes, I don't know if you Googled some guerrilla marketing things, honey. I saw some amazing things. Uh, there was one with um, 
it was a giant, um, you know what, backside. <laughs> <laughs> and the slogan was like, you don't have to do this forever to keep a good job or something. Talking about kissing, you know what. Right. <laughs> Let me it's tell creative. you, some of these are just amazing billboards or spaces or, you know, uh, unique ways to advertise businesses. And if you, if you Google guerrilla marketing, you can find some of these too. There was one where there was a urinal in the urinal stall that was way up high in the corner, Dr. Hughes. And they were like, Spider-Man, whatever, coming soon. (laughs) I mean, just you know, just some ingenious things. Right. Um, let me think. Let me see. I'm scrolling through them. I'm gonna tell you another one that I really love. Oh, there was one by Frontline of a giant dog on the floor of this shopping center. So, like in the Aventura Mall, where that big courtyard is, right? There's a giant dog on the floor, right on the linoleum, like the peel up stuff. And it says, get them off of your dog. And if you look down from real, like floors up, it looks like the people are fleas on the dog. (laughs) That is funny. That is so funny. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, there's just some of the the genius behind these. Um, There's some that like uh, the Kit Kat bar took a, a plain bench in a city and they painted half of it to look like the Kit Kat wrapper and then mm-hmm. the other part of the bench that's exposed they paint it brown to, and it looks like the slats of Kit Kat bars oh, wow. in there <laughs> that's I mean just some of the things are just Really, Jean, the Sopranos for HBO had a taxi cab here in New York with an arm hanging out of it, talking about the Sopranos only on HBO. That's crazy. That's so good. Get get memorable, right? Right with your marketing because people remember certain things. They don't remember what everybody else looks like. Right. It's hard to stand out to the crowd when you're looking like everyone else. Oh, I love this one. This one has a spatula next to a a manhole that's grated in the street. And it says, need a new barbecue. (laughs) And then it has the phone number of the people. (laughs) I mean, just some of these, and some of them are like, on trees some of them are billboards some of them are on the ground some of them are bus stops some of them like i say are in the urinals i mean they just got very 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 creative with um with what they were doing um the last one i'll tell you about is um there's one where's my favorite one uh let's find a good one here there's one that um um oh uh, uh american airlines will do this one and it has it's a plain white billboard with a google search toolbar and it says mile high club <laughs> and then at the bottom it says in flight wi-fi just in case wow. <laughs> So, wow. you know, the, 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 the beauty part about being an entrepreneur is that you have the ingenuity and the creativity of yourself right. and you can come up with different things. But in our individuality, why is it that we're trying to be like everybody else? Right. When whatever widget you're selling or service you're selling, you create it because it was something you thought was unique to the marketplace. Right. Even if you're selling burgers. Right. We got Burger Fi, my favorite versus Burger King versus In-N-Out versus Castle versus um, Five Guys versus. So there's a different way that each of them do it to make them unique. So think about your uniqueness, because that's what marketing helps you do. Right. Is it parade your, your uniqueness to the world and to your potential consumers who would have not known that you existed otherwise? Right. 
One of the things I too I want to say about marketing is sometimes you you really need to be flexible. Um, in in guerrilla marketing, sometimes some I'm right here. Sometimes um, you need to be flexible, not only with you know the direction you want to go with your marketing, but also with your service. You may need to you may find that your customers are telling you we want more. Mm-hmm. You learn, you want to learn, and maybe you need to expand your services. What if the market goes flat mm. or bust? Mm. You need to be able to be flexible to expand your products and services. Yes. You know, so you're not putting everything in one basket, and then next thing you know, you, you're riding a good wave. Yep. And then you're gone. Think about the dot-com bus. Mm-hmm. Think about the, the real estate housing bus. Mm-hmm. Yeah, things come around, come back around, but how long is it going to take to come back around? Correct. Do you have that kind of time to wait for it to come back? If you're a real entrepreneur, you're not doing that. You're constantly you're constantly looking for ways to, to keep multiple streams of income coming in. And part of marketing is doing just that, finding other ways that you want to keep doing this. You want to show up. You want to show up in excellence. But learn from your market. Mm-hmm. Marketing. Learn from your market because your market will absolutely tell you what it's looking for. Absolutely. And with that, we hope you learned something today. As usual, uh, it was a great show, Dr. Hughes. Yes. Yes. Thank you so much. As usual, we're just thankful to have you as part of the show. I really am um, because I'm not in Florida anymore. We don't get to sit down and and chop it up on the beach, but we get to chop it up every week here on the show. And uh, with you, you're now one of our buddies and we love having you. We thank you for listening. And we're, we're really here to help you, truly here to help you have the best business possible. Uh, you're listening to Business in Black and we're a weekly podcast where we talk about all things starting, growing and building a better business. I'm Danita Harris, your host and along with Dr. Latanya Hughes, your co-host. Reach out to us, engage with us online the global mentor coach and the business intelligence coach. And until next time, uh, make it a great week. You're listening to business in black with your host, Danita Harris.